HVAC 360, episode number 27. HVAC theory and heat transfer. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of HVAC 360. I'm your host, Matt Nelson. This week, I'm going to be talking about uh, kind of going back to school a little bit. I'm going to talk about HVAC theory. Uh, specifically, I wanted to talk about heat transfer. You know, as I, as I got into this, it was kind of the, the topic really ballooned on me. So I wanted to be able to just specifically talk about heat transfer and some of the, uh, some of the important high points there. You know, I always say that HVAC is not really rocket science, you know, or specifically, it really doesn't have to be, you know. When you look at the field of HVAC, most of it is actually kind of already pre-digested for you. They, you know, they they boil it down to standard equations and things like that, um, and it doesn't really get into fine details unless you get into uh, uh, very specific situations or you're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, uh, process HVAC or you're dealing with a manufacturer who's kind of, you know, doing that finite element analysis to be able to really dig down there where where they they use you know the the equations and the the uh, specialized software uh, to get down into the nitty gritty of HVAC, but in general, when you're talking about buildings, you're talking about you're talking about you know standard things. So it all kind of gets boiled down to a couple you know different you know highlighted topics, and I wanted to be able to kind of just cover some of the concepts around heat transfer and what you learn because really specifically when you go to the university. And you learn about HVAC engineering. Um, you really don't get uh, a very laser-focused uh, kind of course directive because they really didn't know, don't know what kind of career you're going into. You know, you might go into the manufacturing path, or you might stay with uh, uh, you know building engineering. They're just not not that sure. So they err on the side of caution, and they teach you as much as they can about as 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 much as possible. But, you know, a, a lot of that you never really use. You know, it's like, you know, kids in school growing up, they're like, you know, are, are we ever going to use this math? You know, sometimes no. Sometimes yes. Uh, you know, I know that, uh, you know, geometry to an accountant may not be, you know, all that applicable. But I certainly can relate to, uh, you know, uh, geometry uh, in mathematics and, and what I do. So um, I guess, you know, what, uh, what I want to cover here is um, you know just some of the basics of of what I what I learned. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, engineering really to me is 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 more of an applied science, um, you know, or science used in the real world. You know, you really want to uh, uh, I want to really want to boil down the concepts to something that's that's easy to remember, easy to learn. Um, you know, and the fact that really I can't go into too many too many details because numbers don't translate at all to audio. So we're just you know this may not be an episode for you, um, and if if but you know it's an episode for somebody so you can understand me and uh, you know forgive my indulgence of, of of talking about such a basic subject. But I think that you know we need to start somewhere, and sometimes you know you you really need maybe a, a refresher a little bit or another way of of looking at it. Um, you know maybe you're in that uh, that point in your career where you're actually teaching others and you really have to uh, you know come to some understanding or um, uh, another 
uh, you know, a better way of, of, of trying to, you know, teach it. You know, so often when you're teaching something, it's hard to get down to somebody's level. Um, yeah, if you're too technical, it goes right over their head. So you really need to boil it down to the basics uh, when they're first beginning because they, they really need to be able to grasp the concept before they start absorbing more and more information. So, and again, this episode, we're going to broad brush it, talk about concepts, and we're not really going to get into equ- equations um, hardly at all. But, you know, when you talk about HVAC in school, um, you know, unlike if, if you know, if, unless you were in an architectural engineering program, which was a, another episode you can go and listen to, uh, typically you're going to learn just about general HVAC, um, you know, type of applications. You're going to you're going to have a, uh, you know, typically you're going to have a course in heat transfer. You're going to have some uh, uh, a course in thermodynamics. Um, and you're going to have something in fluids or fluid dynamics. So really, I'm just going to briefly touch on the fluids um, and the thermodynamics. I'm going to save for a completely different episode because, again, you know, we don't really have the time to to dive into that. But you know, flu- the uh, thermodynamics, at least the way I envision it, is is has to deal with uh, more about cycles. Um, you know, and 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 again, I'll cover that at a later date. So specifically, I wanted to hone in on this heat transfer. Now, um, heat transfer is, uh, uh, you know, really, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, what's the best way to explain it to somebody? Um, you know, I, I guess heat transfer, you know, most of us would be like, well, you know, duh, it's the transfer of heat. But, you know, think about it like this. I think if, if you think about heat transfer and the different, different facets of heat transfer, I, I liken it to a, uh, the natural elements. You know, you got earth, you got uh, wind or air. Uh, you got uh, water and you got fire. I mean, really, those those four elements—earth, air, wind, or earth, air, water, and fire—really are kind of they, they. They're a good descriptor of what HVAC heat transfer is, because let's let's start talking about let's try to apply it to the three different areas. When you talk about heat transfer, you're going to be talking about conduction, you're going to be talking about convection, and you're going to be talking about radiation. Uh, those are the three primary modes of heat transfer, um, or they're the three modes of heat transfer, really. So each of those actually applies to some of these natural elements. Um, I apply the, when we talk about, um, you know, conduction, this is by far um, the most important thing uh, that you can learn. Um, really, you're, you're, you know, obviously the others have some, you know, applicability and uh, the ramifications of non-understanding convection or radiation uh, can be, you know, extremely harmful. But for the most part, the easiest of these concepts to, for people to understand is conduction. Now, conduction is, uh, you know, really, uh, I liken that and I equate it to earth, you know, and I think when I think conduction, I think of contact. I, I think of that, you know, it, it's, it's uh, you know, connection between two different materials. That's, you know, um, and, and the, heat, the, the flow of heat transfer. Now, if you look it up in the dictionary, um, you know, really conduction is defined as the, the transfer of heat between two parts of a stationary system caused by a tef- temperature difference between the two parts. Now, the keys here... It's stationary. Again, when you talk mathematics, when you have things that are fixed or that aren't moving, all of a sudden the mathematics become a lot more 
easy to understand and to uh, transfer into equations. So it's a, a static uh, situation. Really, the universe loves fairness, and what I mean by that is it, it likes the temperature everywhere to be the same. So there's this force that drives you know higher energy, higher temperature to a lower temperature. It doesn't necessarily have to be hot and cold. It just has to be a higher temperature to a lower temperature. And it'll do that, and it'll use these three forces of conve you know, conduction, convection, and radiation to accomplish this. You know, it really, um, you, you think about it. You think about a, a glass of, uh, you know, water. And you set, a, you set a, a glass of water with ice cubes. You set it at the table. Um, and eventually, you know by common sense that the ice is going to melt and that the water will eventually become... Uh, room temperature. If you leave it overnight, it'll it'll come to the same temperature as the surrounding air, so that you have that equilibrium that wants to take place, and you have heat transfer that basically goes from the glass and goes, uh, you know, actually <laughs> from higher to lower energy. All the energy from the surrounding air is going to go into that glass and and make that water warm up. Um, you know, again, it's kind of like a if you. If you think about you know potential energy or you know that's a, a totally different topic, but when you think about like a ball on the top of a hill, you know the ball will roll down the hill until it finds a place where the energy is is you know is is the same. You know it'll 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 rest in a in a valley and and it'll come to a come to a stop. And everything when everything's at that static place, then you have equilibrium. Um, kind of the same thing happens with heat transfer. It'll go depending on you know how you know how high or how steep that that uh, the differential is. It'll it'll transfer faster or it'll transfer slower if it's a, if it's a, if if they're near equilibrium. But you know you're going to have that uh, that heat transfer between that higher energy state and that lower energy state. So let's talk a little bit about more about conduction. Think about conduction. I, I guess maybe an easy analogy. Um, you know, thinking thinking about uh, uh, you know analogies here is think about a, a sandwich. And and really, conduction. Uh, when you when you think about a wall, conduction is like um, what's in the sandwich. It depends on how thick the materials are. It depends on you know, on what they're made out of. Uh, it depends on you know a lot of different factors. But conduction is like a sandwich because they're all kind of like you know squished. Together together there um, and, and you and you uh, you know you, you can think about it like that um, you really are concerned about I guess two things when you talk about you know conduction and materials when you're talking about the building envelope you're really talking about the durability uh, you know being able to resist the weather and, and just being able to you know and maintain um, you know maintain the the, the structure um, and the second thing is you want to be able to um, you know resist the transfer of heat you know i mean you you spend an awful lot of energy and this is you talk about energy efficiency you spend an awful lot of energy just trying to keep a uh, condition in an, in a building and you want to be able to maintain it and to be able to maintain it you're going to want to resist um, the uh, external forces of the uh, outside environment being able to affect that. So the better your wall is, um, the better you know that that sandwich is between the inside and the outside. Uh, the better you're going to be able to control that inside environment. 
So he transfer, you know, obviously we can't really do anything about the durability, but the transfer of heat, that depends on a couple different factors. Uh, some of it makes, you know, sense and is easy to understand, and others are a little bit more difficult topics to uh you know, to think about. You have, when you talk about heat transfer, uh, the things that, that come into play are going to be, um, you, you know, the, the actual, uh, um, air, you know, area that you're having. So you have to deal with area, um, you know, how big the wall is, how big the window is. Um, you're going to need to know a temperature difference. You're going to be able to, uh, you know, that, that determines, you know, you know the, the rate of transfer. So if you're, if you're, you know, if you have something that's, you know, 70 degrees inside and it's 70 degrees outside, guess what? It really doesn't matter what's in the sandwich. It does, really doesn't matter what's in between because energy is not going to have any, you know, any urge to transfer from one area to another. It's, it's, it's at equilibrium, you know, but if it's, if it's zero degrees outside and you're trying to maintain the inside at 65 degrees, now all of a sudden you have a, a 65 degree temperature differential. And I'm, I'm referencing, you know, Fahrenheit here, just, you know, off the cuff. So, um, so you really, you the temperature difference plays an important role. Uh, well, I mean, for those two factors, you know, you have a tape measure. You you know you can measure the area of things. That's that's very fundamental. And you know, as a as a beginning engineer, that that might be something that you're required to do is just just measure things. Um, and you typically can you know identify um, either through standard conditions that you're using uh, or design conditions rather, um, or you know using a. Uh, 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 you know, a, a temperature gauge to be able to measure the outside temperature and the inside temperature. These are things that are, uh, you know, you know, even even non-engineers would understand and, and have a good handle on. The key is the resistance in the sandwich. That's that's really the key. That's you know, that's why that's why they pay you the big bucks. The resistance in the sandwich. You know, you you basically you know you talk about you know resistance in that sandwich. Um, and resistance, you know, is really, um, I, I think, the opposite of conductance. So, I mean, conductance, you know, conduction, and this is what we're studying, and resistance, you know, they're just kind of like two sides to the same coin. So when you talk about uh, um, this conductance, um, you think of things that are good conductors and bad conductors. You know, when you talk about good conductors, you think about uh, things that are, uh, you know, even even to, to kind of give you a better understanding, uh, conduction and electricity, um, electricity moving from a higher energy state to a lower energy state, you know, that happens too. So anything that trans, you know, that easily transmits electricity um, would also be a good conductor for heat. Um, you know, even though it's kind of measured differently, it, it, this concept's still the same. Um, you think about densely packed materials are, are good conductors. Um, you think of copper, you think of aluminum, you think of other, other metals. You know, those things are, are very dense and they conduct, you know, heat very well from, from, you know, one face of the sandwich to the other face of the sandwich. When you think about uh, poor conductors or, uh, you know, uh, insulators, uh, resistance, insulation, you know, these are some of the, the words you're going to be using. The insulators, you know, there are things that obviously don't conduct electricity well. Um, you know, think about uh, wood, you think about air, uh, you think about um, uh, glass, uh, you think about brick. These are some of the things that, that 
are very uh, resistant uh, to heat transfer. You know, uh, when you when you combine a couple of things, I mean, think about it. Uh, uh, if you look ab- look at the uh, the different insulators that are in the industry, uh, you think about uh, wool. You know, that has a lot of air in there and, and a lot a lot of natural fibers. You think of cellulose is another insulator that they they use. Um, again, you know, they, it's a combination of air and natural fibers. Um, you think about uh, fiberglass. That's actually uh, you know glass and uh, and air. So it's it's really trying to to get this um, you know uh, this this you know uh, the you know this this insulation value is is this light um, uh, kind of material. Uh, it's not the most durable, so it has to kind of be paired with something um, that's that's more resistive to the elements. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of you know part of the problem when you get something wet uh, from conduction. It actually stops con- you know stops being an insulator and s- starts being more of a conductor. So it really doesn't do do uh, uh, any good when you get insulation wet. But really, you're trying to get air or trying to get the molecules loosely packed because that's ultimately that's what conduction is. It's it's molecules coming in contact, transferring that heat. It's one molecule bumping into another molecule. So if you can kind of space out those molecules, the transfer of heat is going to happen more slowly. Ultimately, you know, when you think about uh, the best insulators, you know, a vacuum is a great insulator. Um, it's really hard to maintain a vacuum, so it's it's not really the the best. But I mean, if you look out there, um, there are products out there that are actually kind of uh, um, kind of uh, for a better term, like a like a vacuum bag. I mean, it's 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 kind of like a structure. It's like a pillow um, that has some internal um, you know rigidness to it, um, and then they pull a vacuum on it, and it and it takes out all the air. So it's a really great insulator for a very little thickness. Typically, they're going to use these for more of, uh, uh, you know, research applications when they're, you know, covering, uh, uh, you, know, you know, really cold temperature objects or, or, you know, some controlled environment. You couldn't re- necessarily use it today in the construction industry because, you know, as soon as you poke a hole in it, obviously all the insulation, um, you know, talk about getting it wet, all that air, you know, rushes into that package and, and it just becomes a, you know, a very thin air barrier or a very thin um you know, air pocket in that in that sandwich that's resisting heat. So, getting back to the the kind of the equation, the area, the resistance, and the temperature difference, that actually you know takes you through um, you know what the the heat transfer between you know uh, two different spaces are. You know, which is which is a basic one of the basic equations. So the resistance actually is measured in R value. Um, you can also measure it in U, which is the inverse. It's one over R, um, and that uh, you know that's 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 how resistance is measured. Um, now you can't measure or you can't add the U values together. Um, that's a that's a you know uh, conduction one on one. You can't add the U values together, but you can add the R values together, um, and it's similar to electrical circuits. Um, in that in that same way. So remember when you're when you're doing conversion, when you're adding the the total resistance of a a, uh, uh, a component together, uh, don't forget to uh, add the R's, add the R values, and not necessarily U values. Uh, of course, another thing that you got to remember 
is you got to make sure that you remember the inside and the outside air films. Now, these are actually what I kind of liken to the, the bread of the sandwich. They're the things that, you know, are always going to be there. And they actually, um, they're, they're very fixed numbers for the resistance, um, but it depends on the orientation. So if you, have a, if you know the horizontal numbers for a wall and the vertical numbers for a, a, uh, a roof, um, you pretty much have it set. Sometimes you end up with an angle and you have to get you know, the, what the, the R values for those air films are at an angle, but for the most part you're dealing with horizontal and vertical lines. Again, it's a much simplified form. So really, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, conduction, this is really going to be your basis of your load calculations. Um, you know, for load calculations, heating is pretty much easy because, again, everything, you know, you take out the variables in the system, you know what the temperature differential is, um, and you know, uh, you know, what the sandwich is and everything like that, so it, it, it becomes very easy. Um, when you talk about cooling, it becomes a little bit different because you throw in the sun into the factor. You know, obviously you can't ignore the sun when you're dealing with cooling, uh, cooling loads and it sense it changes position based on the time of day and based on the, you know, and the temperature difference, you know, during the season, it's really kind of, you know, hard to, um, you know, simplify that. Of course, you know, they have engineers in the past have had design days and they've, they've gone through the calculations, um, with the different various factors. Uh, so they have uh, done a little bit of, of that already, but now typically that's, you know, where you're going to use, use, uh, load calculation software, um, is doing that. So let's talk a little bit about convection. Now, Convection is, um, you can equate that, if we're, if we're using our natural elements analogy, that's the air and water. Um, and again, I, I think that literally translates pretty well to uh, how you transfer the heat. You think of, when I think of convection, I think of flow. Um, the definition, uh, if you're to look at it, is the transfer of heat by the circulation or movement of the heated parts of a liquid or gas. Now, remember the conduction was, you know, more of a static. This is actually, it has circulation and movement of the, uh, the heated parts of a, some sort of fluid. So that's, that's really what convection is. Now, when we talk about convection, we got to think about capacitance. Now, that's capacitance, again, is, that's the amount of energy that's stored, um, that you're able to store in um, a, a certain fluid. So, you know, even though, you know, air is an insulator, um, water, uh, you know, but air is an insulator, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you don't have to waste a lot of efficiency, you know, translating it. Air is all around us. We can heat it. We can cool it. Even though it's an insulator, it still has the ability to retain heat or retain um, or, you know, to, to reduce the temperature, reduce the heat of that uh, to absorb heat from its surrounding as kind of a, the cooling effect. Um, you have water, and water has a very high capacitance. Again, you know, because it has the, kind of the dense storage of the molecule you can store a lot of water. Um, if you keep putting energy into water, um, uh, you get steam. So steam is also another medium in which you can store a lot of energy. Um, you know, if you want to think about kind of the capacitance of air, um, think about uh, you, you think about sitting sitting outside, and 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 one day it's it's you know seventy five degrees Fahrenheit, and it's sunny out, and it's really dry. And it just feels just perfect. Now, 
you, you translate that into 75 and really muggy. Now there's moisture in the air. You're, you're not able to kind of feel comfortable or reject the heat. So that, that becomes kind of a, a, a problem for you. Um, now if, you were, if it was 75 degrees and you were in water, um, it, again, because of equilibrium, you're going to continually draw you know, that, that heat out of your body. And it's going to feel cold. It's going to be like a, a, a swimming pool. You know, how it, when you first go in there, it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, that's because there's all this capacitance around you that can draw that heat and store that heat. Um, so, you know, those are the kind of, of, of things that you can you know, think about uh, uh, when you think about capacitance of, of this fluid that you're, that you're using uh, uh, when you're talking about convection. Um, obviously, you know, one, one of the great things about HVAC, um, again, you get it simplified and boiled down to that, those, those finite elements. You, you, we use air and water. I mean, we might add some things to water to, to change its properties, but typically we're going to be using standard air and water conditions. So that simplifies a lot of the complex equations that you find in, in, in convection, um, uh, very, very, uh, nicely. And, you know, obviously, Two of the fluids we use, not only because they're all around us, you know, it's an abundance. You don't have to, you know, buy air or pump air in, in this case. Um, you know, water, that might be a little bit of, of a different, uh, different animal, but, uh, you know, still uh, relative abundance, uh, at least for now, you know, 2011. Um, so th- that's, that's great. Obviously, another way to, con- can, you know, to... Uh, um, you know, move energy around in a system is to use refrigerant. I'm just going to, you know, state that, not going to go into it uh, at all, but I think that well, I'll, I'll talk more about that in a, a uh, another episode. So when you talk about convection, you're really talking about, you know, some fluid dynamics. Um, you know, that's, that's again, that's another course that you, you take um, in, in college. But when I think about movement, I think about fluid, and I think about you know laminar flow, which is kind of like a smooth flow, and there's not a lot of not a lot of uh, um, you know churning or movement. Um, you know, think about you know like a uh, you know a slow stream just kind of of, of moving down uh, a river or a water down a stream or whatever. You get my you, you get the picture. The other, you know, the the other opposite of, of laminar is the turbulent flow, where everything's being churned up and mixing. You know, these are these are other vital components uh, in a system, and you know, it's it's really often critical to know, um, and typically it's intuitive. You're not calculating it per se, but intuitive to know where you're going to have turbulent, uh, uh, turbulent turbulent fluids or where you're going to have laminar fluids uh, because that's really going to impact uh, the resistance um, to that to that flow. You talk about uh, another thing in fluid dynamics, and when you talk about laminar or turbulent, you talk about a Reynolds number. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not going to explain it too much, but again, a Reynolds number uh, will kind of tell you whether or not a fluid is uh, in a laminar condi- laminar. Uh, condition or it's it's very turbulent, um, but the fluid dynamics really uh, relates to the resistance of the flow, the transfer of heat, and you know the power required to move the fluid. Um, when you have a turbulent flow, sometimes they'll um, they'll put like uh, what they call turbulators 
on a uh, coil, uh, air conditioning coil, that actually increases the uh, surface area, the transfer of heat, um, and it mixes the air quickly. Um, so when you talk about laminar flow, um, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily get the best transfer of heat, uh, but it does take less power, um, you know, if you're, if you're pushing something and it's going smoothly through a pipe um, or a duct. It does, take, it does take less energy. Again, we talk about standard conditions. Um, these can typically be reduced uh, uh, you know, to simple charts uh, to keep it simple. Um, but you know, this is a, a situation where if you're in other industries, you're in the gas and oil industry, you're in the mining industry, you're in the chemical processing industry, um, you can really get very, very complicated with the different types of fluids uh, that you end up pumping around in the system. It really gets into uh, more of the computational fluid dynamics um, software that you use. But again, if you're dealing with HVAC, you're dealing with building systems, you're dealing with standard air and water. You don't have to get into a, a, a lot of that uh, uh, complex analysis. So convection, when used in design, um, you typically are going to be talking about, say, uh, say fin tube. Uh, you're going to be talking about, you know, discharge air temperature and, and how it comes out of a, uh, um, you know, how it comes out of a diffuser or, uh, you know, how uh, you are uh, heating and cooling a space. It really, uh, you really don't have to get into uh, too, of the, too much of the fine details when you talk about convention, convection in the HVAC system. You really just need to know. It's more important to know how, you know, say, radi or, uh, say uh, the equipment works um, more, more than you need to know, um, you know, okay, well, I have to calculate the convective force off of fin tube. No, you just need to know that fin tube puts out a certain amount of BTUs that you know counteracts the uh, conductive effect of the of the space uh, in your load calculation. You don't. You just say, okay, well, it works. I don't have to make sure that you know. Just as long as you know that the convection is happening, uh, you don't really have to know how. You know, you just want to make sure. Okay, well, if you're going to have fin tube and it's going to be up against the outside wall, I want to have you know furniture. I want to have just a, a, a kind of a path for air to flow around that because you know that if it doesn't have a path to flow around that, it's just going to you know end up getting hotter and hotter. It can't use convection, the convective forces, to be able to transfer that heat to the air to get it to the space where you need it. So again, you're looking at the concept of you know convection around a piece of equipment uh, and understanding that and kind of enabling that rather than you know being very uh, specific about calculating the the convective forces uh, you know of of a particular uh, piece of equipment you know other things that you can think about uh, um, is is the efficiencies you know that a, a cooling coil is transfers so much heat because you know based on the temperature difference the difference of the incoming water the incoming air uh you know that through the charts and the graphs of the ma manufacturer you know what that is and you can uh, you can analyze that they'll have certain you know efficiency factors uh in uh, in in the pumping equipment so it can simplify and you can understand okay how much of the energy is being transferred how much can i get to the space you know what is it, what is it best used for so that's that's really when you talk about convection 
um, you know, there's a lot of um, things that are going on, but you don't need to know the, the nitty-gritty details. Now, if we want to take it up another notch, the third area is radiation. Now, radiation is, is one of these things that, you know, I've personally found a little bit, you know, the, the concept is easy. The application and the numbers part of it, you know, is, is, is getting rather difficult. But if radiation, if we go back to our natural uh, elements uh, analogy, this is going to be fire. We're going to equate it to fire. Um, think about it as, you know, being um, like the sun. The sun, is that's a very kind of a, 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 a good radiation um, type of uh, process. The definition, uh, radiation, the complete process in which energy is emitted by one body, transmitted through an intervening uh, medium or space, and absorbed by another body. Now, the, the key to radiation, the key concept to the radiation, is that, you know, distance plays a key role um, uh, but that the uh, energy really transfers from one body to another body, and that there uh, there isn't really you know it doesn't really trans it doesn't transfer to that intermediate space. It doesn't transfer to heat the air. Radiation just goes from one area into into another area. Um, you know, and obviously, the closer that you are from talking about distance, the closer that you are, the more energy gets transferred to you. Um, you know, it's just like a light. You know, you hold the light closer, it gets gets uh, um, you know arithmetically brighter. You know, I think it's the cube root or whatever. If you you know get gonna get technical, but you know, and if it goes further away, it just gets you know it gets that much dimmer. But the same thing with the the radiative uh, radiative process. Again, when you talk about radiation, you don't need to know all the numbers because most of the manufacturers have, have, have you know, calculated, you know, the, the optimal uh, distance that you need to have and of, you know, their equipment uh, from, you know, surface to surface to get the amount of uh, heat that you need at that particular location. Um, so, really, uh, they've simplified it quite a bit. Um, and it, again, just as convection, you need to know more about the equipment and how the equipment operates and following the manufacturer's recommendation. That's what you need to know about, you know, radiation. You don't necessarily need to know, uh, you know, okay, how do I calculate, you know, the radiation of, a, you know, a black body or, or, or how the, you know, the, the, the different um, concepts that, they, that you'd learn in school. That's, that's really kind of going beyond what you need to know, um, HVAC is vastly simplified, um, you know, from that that concept. All right. Well, again, in general, uh, we've covered topics of heat transfer. We've talked about conduction. We've talked about convection, and we've talked about radiation. Uh, those are the three forces that you need to focus on. And really, if you're gonna if you're gonna learn something, uh, focus on focus on the conduction. That that's gonna have the most bang for your buck as far as your learning goes. Um, a lot of things have to deal with that. Um, so uh, again, HVAC is not rocket science, and I think that uh, a little time and attention, and you can learn quite a bit about it. So to wrap this up, I uh, appreciate you listening, uh, every one of you. I, uh, I really appreciate you've stuck through it, uh, through the, uh, the half an hour here or so, and I really appreciate you listening. If you found this useful, please you know, let somebody else know. Share it with somebody else. Um, if you have any comments or tips, please let me know. You can reach me at matt at buildingx.co. Uh, or if you want, just sign up for the newsletter. You get some of the information uh, that you have uh, some inside information and, and kind of 
kind of alarms you as to uh, uh, what you know what topics we've been talking about, some upcoming topics that we've been doing. Uh, so it's kind of valuable. You can just go to buildingx.co and sign up for it there, right on the front page. So uh, also, uh, let's see. That's uh, pretty much it. If you want to follow me on Twitter or on, uh, you want to uh, contact me or connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, Twitter is at buildingx and LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me. Uh, eh, you can find me. So I think it's a Matt Nelson PE, and that's uh, kind of the the public page that I have. So you can friend me up from there, or you can find me. Uh, just search for me, or HVAC three sixty. You probably uh, get pretty close. So again, thank you, thank everyone. Um, and just as a side note, I'd like to uh, dedicate this episode to my father. So, all right. Uh, after all, everybody, remember, know what you build and share what you know. <laughs>